You are listening to Blue Lives Radio, the voice of American law enforcement, with your host, Randy Sutton. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Blue Lives Radio, the voice of American law enforcement, here on the America Out Loud Network. I'm your host, Randy Sutton, law enforcement veteran and founder of the Wounded Blue, the National Assistance and Support Organization for Injured and Disabled Law Enforcement Officers. We got a lot to talk about today. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna declare this a special report on the war on cops. There are some who say the war on cops doesn't exist. There are many uh, pundits, if you will, that declare that it doesn't exist. Politicians, of course, are very much against the entire issue of the war on cops. They declare it simply isn't true. And yet, every single day, we read about another law enforcement officer being shot or being killed or being injured or being assaulted every, almost every single day. This last week has been a particularly violence-filled week and um, the, the shootings that have taken place are incredible. Just uh, on, on today's date when I'm taping this show, a Champaign, Illinois police officer, Officer Chris Oberheim, was murdered in the line of duty. And a, another officer from the Champaign, Illinois Police Department was killed, excuse me, was injured in a shootout with a suspect. The officers had responded to a domestic dispute when they got to the scene, the suspect opened fire, killing Officer Oberheim, injuring the other officer. The suspect was killed during the shootout. The, the level of violence that is being leveled at police officers all over this nation is shocking. Um, earlier this week, um, two Charles County deputies in Maryland were shot while serving a warrant. They were, uh, they were uh, serving the warrant, a suspect was laying in wait and opened fire shooting two of the deputies. Two Chicago police officers, same day, were shot while investigating a shot spotter report. In case you're unaware what shot spotter is, in a lot of urban areas that are plagued by gun violence, there are cameras and uh, devices in place that can recognize a gunshot and then direct law enforcement officers to respond to the area. That's what these officers were responding to when they spotted an individual in an alley and as they approached him, he opened fire and, and st struck two of them. Officers returned fire and shot the suspect who was taken into custody. Same day, a Hill County deputy constable was shot twice in an attempt to arrest two fugitives. Multiple agencies were involved in a pursuit with two aggravated assault suspects when they opened fire on the constables. Uh, constable Kevin Cordell of Hill County Constable's Office was hit twice. Um, in addition, as the violence continues, a New York City police officer Brian McGurran, a four-year veteran, was shot several times 
while investigating another shooting. His ballistic vest saved his life. Now, this was a, uh, a, sh- uh, a shooting call that had just occurred that the officer was responding to, and he became a victim himself. And, and, and you know, as this is going on, literally, it's being ignored by the mainstream media. So, if, if you think that it's not, if you think that that this war doesn't exist, it truly does. Um, even just just several days ago, before this rash of shootings, just days before, another police officer was murdered, a Stockton police officer. Um, it, it's 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 insane. Concho County, Texas, um, more officers shot, killed. It, it's, it is taking place on a, on a level that I don't think I have, I have ever seen. San Luis Obispo officer killed on May 11th. Um, all of these shootings are taking place, and yet they are completely ignored. Uh, uh, on the day before that, another officer, a Northern Virginia police chief, was responding to a, a reported shoplifting. He got to the area, saw an individual matching the descri- description, and as he approached him, the guy opened fire, shooting him. Shooting after shooting after shooting. A New Jersey State trooper run down purposefully this week, critically injured. And yet, nothing from the mainstream media. In fact, last week, we celebrated National Police Week. When I say we celebrated, law enforcement celebrated it. The President of the United States, well, he didn't quite ignore it, but he gave a, he gave a very half-hearted statement about it. And then during the statement, then he blamed police accused police of fomenting distrust in communities of color in the United States. A time when when we are supposed to be honoring the more than 300 officers who were killed or lost their lives in the line of duty last year. More than 100 so far this year. And what does the President of the United States do? He demeans the entire profession during a time when we are supposed to be acknowledging the service and sacrifice not only not only did he come up with with that statement which of course is insulting to every cop in the United States then for the first time in 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 ever in recent memory in any memory the flags of the United States were not lowered at half staff to commemorate national police week Every other year, every other president has done it, except Joe Biden. So if, if, you, if you, you think the war on cops doesn't exist, think again. Now, I, I talk about the war on cops. You've heard me before, if you listen to my show, if you read any of the articles that I write or you follow my Facebook page. And if you don't, you should, under the voice of American law enforcement, because 
I don't hold back when it comes down to the truth about law enforcement. And the, the fact that, that officers around the country are being physically assaulted on a, on a, 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 a literally an everyday basis. It's just simply not even addressed by the mainstream media who in who instead of instead of bringing this service and sacrifice that cops all over the country are paying every single day to the attention of the American public they would prefer <laughs> they would prefer to foment distrust between the people and the police by creating and pontificating on uh, what has been falsely put out all over the, the national media as systemic police racism. It, it, it is so frustrating as a 34-year law enforcement professional and someone who's been involved in the profession for my entire adult life Watching this narrative be perpetuated by the media and by politicians who I, I don't know what they hope to gain by it other than votes because there's not there's nothing else to gain. Um, they're doing so much damage. They're placing the lives of our law enforcement officers in greater danger by this by this false narrative. One of the things that happened this week is a district attorney in North Carolina came out with a ruling concerning the um, the shooting of what has been described as an unarmed black man in North Carolina. Now, this shooting that took place um, took place several weeks ago, and uh, the the subject of the of the shooting um, was was wanted on narcotics uh, violations. And uh, the officers had arrived to um, serve search warrants. When they got there, the officers saw the suspect in his car. They surrounded him. They, of course, they were in, in, um, in their SWAT gear, clearly identifiable as police officers. And uh, and the, the, the individual in the car, um, he first he backed up, and then he he drove forward, um, hitting one of the officers. I think he actually hit two of the officers, and uh, and they opened fire on him. Now. The, the suspect, Andrew Brown, a career criminal, major dope dealer, the, the family, after the, after the officer-involved shooting, after he was shot and killed, the attorney for the family was shown the, the body cam footage from the shooting and instantly came out and, uh, and, and said that this was an ambush by the police and it was an execution and of course the uh, the press picked it up activists they started protesting now 
in this particular case, the district attorney did not succumb to the pressure that many have and instantly begin uh, a negative law enforcement uh, diatribe. They, this district attorney, and didn't show the, the, the media instantly the, the body cam footage and, and share the investigation because he wanted to get it right. So they held off. Meanwhile, there's protests and there's accusations against the officers and, and they're being accused of everything, you know, murder. And they, the activists are screaming, you know, another unarmed black man killed by the, the racist police. And um, Well, the district attorney conducted the investigation. And even though all of the national media picked up what the attorney for the family said and the family's accusations, you know, that, that this was a, a, an execution of Andrew Brown, um, the district attorney revealed that this shooting was a justifiable use of force. And then did come out with the body-worn camera footage from six different officers and in it, you can clearly see that the subject, Andrew Brown, backed up and then drove directly towards the officers when they opened fire. And the original report from the family was that they shot him in the back of his head and that they shot him in the back and they, they fired, they had five rounds in the back of his, in, in his back and his head. Well, it turned out that he was hit twice. Um first shot was what you could see was through the, the front windshield as he was coming through, you know, trying to run over the, the officers. But that's not good enough because now there's cries for federal investigation. The Department of Justice has already said they're going to investigate it because, of course, under this presidency of Joe Biden, who is Obama 2.0, um, weaponizing the Department of Justice against the police, we are seeing that um, that there are, are just, you know, this continual debasement of law enforcement, these continued accusations, even though the district attorney conducted the investigation, showed the body-worn cameras, and now there are calls to protest that it was, it doesn't matter any longer what the truth is. It doesn't matter when it comes down to the use of force. The narrative has taken over, and it, the truth no longer matters when it comes down to the lust for revenge against the police for simply protecting their own lives. It's madness what's going on. Absolute madness. And it, go, and it, it, it takes on... a many different forms. It's not just the physical violence that is taking a toll on our officers. It is the the rules and regulations coming down from cities and counties and police departments and and the, and the Congress and the you name it. There is wholesale um, what's the word I'm looking for? There's, there's just this wholesale belief that no matter what the police do, they're wrong. 
and they're being held to account for even completely justifiable shootings that they're being punished for. So what are we seeing as a result? Well, we're seeing, you know, cops leaving the, the job at an unprecedented level. We're seeing, we're seeing uh, applicants, the, the diminishment of applicants for law enforcement jobs. We're seeing a diminishment of the benefits to draw police officers into the job. It is one huge cycle of anti-law enforcement hatred and taking uh, on this this scourge the the police officers have no unified voice you don't even hear you don't even hear the representatives of the largest police unions or police organizations like the International Association of Chiefs of Police I'm shocked at what I hear because I hear nothing I don't hear any defense. I don't hear any law enforcement leadership that's standing up and saying, Let, let's talk about what the realities are here. They're so afraid of the politics involved with this. It's shocking to me. I mean, you know, if you think about it, there is no unified voice of law enforcement. That's what makes a show like mine so important because. You're not going to hear what I am telling you on the mainstream media. And believe me, my friends, the law enforcement community needs support now uh, in ways that, that couldn't have even been fathomed before. Your involvement in your local politics in electing officials who support law enforcement is absolutely essential. Because, well, let me talk... You know, while we're talking about the war on cops, it's when when there's a war on cops, there's a war on you. There's a war on every citizen in the United States because the public safety is is affected when law enforcement is under siege. All right, let's talk about for a moment. You know, when I talk about the war on cops, it's 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 politics, it's politicians. It's the media. It's city government. Let's talk about Portland. Good God almighty. What a mess. Portland has been under siege by Antifa and Black Lives Matter and, and groups with not even a name who simply are part of a loosely thrown together anarchist group. I don't even know what the org what the organizational um, uh, structure is. I, I do know that there is one, but I don't know what it is. And and these shadowy groups like Antifa, who show up literally almost every single night now in Portland, and have for over a year um, committing acts of violence and looting and arson and attacks on people in the community, the destruction of the downtown area by flame and by graffiti and by breakage. 
It is madness. And literally for over a year, the mayor, Ted Wheeler, who is truly one of the most incompetent, useless mayors on the face of the planet, has, has not only allowed this insanity to continue, but has embraced it. He was seen marching with these, with these creatures who are attacking the police, and, and he was really, truly kissing their ass. And they turned on him. He was almost diselected for somebody, believe it or not, that's even worse than him, an avowed communist. But, and, and, and here's the thing. The people of Portland don't want their police defunded. They don't want them demoralized. They don't want them um, uh, the destruction of their police department. In fact, there was just a report that came out I'm surprised this even made the media, but the, there, a poll came out that three-fourths of Portland area residents say they don't want to see policing in the city dip below its current levels. In fact, the vast majority supports an increase in the police. Okay, so you have the, what the people are, are asking for. Now, they're the ones that elected these morons like Hardesty, who is a council person who is just one of, the, one of the dumbest creatures on the face of the planet, whose hatred for the police is so, so demonic and vehement and just downright stupid. But these are elected officials. Here's what I don't get. Here's what I don't get. If three-quarters of the public do not support the anti-police efforts that the city government themselves are engaging in, then why are these people still in office? How is this happening? And, and if, if in a democratic government, the, the voice of the people is not being heard by the elected officials, what is that? What is that saying to you? I know what it says to me. It says that the, the political elite care so little for what the public that elected them actually wants that they are willing to completely disregard, completely disregard what the wishes are of the people that they serve. And what do we see as a result? We see we see the downtown area of Portland. Honest to God, I went to visit it. I talked to Portland cops. Many of them so demoralized, so absolutely disgusted with their city government. And and the downtown area looks like Beirut. It looks like a burned-out husk of a city with graffiti everywhere, with broken windows, with, with chains set up to protect some of the, some of the public areas, the, the encampments by Antifa and, and, and the homeless are literally just litter every single park every single open space 
in the downtown area. It's disgusting. The smell, it's, it smells like, like raw sewage. Because it is. And this was once a beautiful, beautiful city. So three-fourths of the Portland area residents say they don't want to see policing in the city dip below its current levels. And, and they actually support an increase in the police. But this continues, this, this even as activists, and I'm putting air quotes around that, and civic leaders, I'm really putting air quotes around that, continue to demand further reductions in policing. And what we're seeing here is, is uh, the, dis- the destruction of an American city. And the civic leaders, the elected officials, simply don't give a damn about what the people want. And, and that's not the only area. We're seeing this in, in Seattle. We're seeing this in... Well, let's look at let's look at Philadelphia. Okay, talking about the war on cops, we have a cabal of district attorneys being elected with dark money that is being flooding into these district attorney races and and county prosecutor races from George Soros, who is. An individual who makes no bones about wanting to destroy the American criminal justice system, and he's doing it very, very um, intelligently. For him, he is literally inserting Trojan horses into the criminal justice system. It was a vision that gave birth to a unique multimedia platform that would combine classic talk radio, great writers, and memorable podcasts and videos. AmericaOutloud.com is a conservative leader in a field that is predominantly run by far-left progressive globalists. Welcome to the new era in communications, America Out Loud Talk Radio. Is a record player the best way to listen to music? Of course not. So why are you still taking vitamins that haven't been upgraded since the 1930s? Even if your vitamins aren't hard to swallow, it's time to upgrade to Healthy Cells pill-free, patent-pending microgel supplements that work at the cellular level to boost immune health, sleep better, focus deeper, and stay younger longer. They taste great, convenient on the go, and they're more natural too, without chemical binders, fillers, and coatings. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off your first order of any product. That's HealthyCell.com, H-E-A-L-T-H-Y-C-E-L-L, and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off. I want to tell you about an organization that I'm going to ask you to support. It's called the Wounded Blue, and you can see it at thewoundedblue.org. They are the National Assistance and Support Organization for Injured and Disabled Law Enforcement Officers. 
Now, by uh, I have to tell you the truth, and that is that I am the founder of that organization and the national director. What do they do? They provide peer support for injured and disabled officers all over the United States. They have a team of dedicated police officers, all who have been shot or stabbed or beaten or run over or faced psychological trauma, and they know exactly what these men and women are going through today. It's free, of course, because this is a national nonprofit charitable organization. They don't take any fees. Nobody makes any money on this deal. This is just about helping those men and women who have sacrificed so much for their communities and their country. Check it out at thewoundedblue.org. Your support is is really needed. These men and women uh, have been abused in ways you can't even imagine. In fact, if you got a moment, go to Amazon.com and look at our documentary film called The Wounded Blue, Service, Sacrifice, Betrayed. You will be shocked. Check it out, thewoundedblue.org, and support these men and women. Thank you. Everybody is shopping online now, right? Everybody is is going and getting their wares because it's convenient, it's easier. But here's the problem. I don't like giving my money to companies that simply don't go along with the values that I believe are important. I value patriotism. I value love of country. I value our police. I value our army and our navy and our military i believe that these are really important values and unfortunately a lot of the big players in online shopping they don't they instead they they promote a bunch of 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 activists that that truly do not even like our country i don't like it so but you know what else are you going to do there's pretty much just been one game in town well that's changing right now that's changing because now there is ShopToTheRight.com. Now, ShopToTheRight.com is a new endeavor, but it is it is gaining traction for shopping online and putting your, your wares online if you are a business and, and looking for customers that care about the country, that care about patriotism, care about values that the most of us uh, do share, and, and and it really comes down to this. Do you want to give your money to companies that promote organizations that actually sometimes even call for the overthrow of our nation? Not me. I don't want to. Well, I never had much of a choice, but now we do. ShopToTheRight.com. you got to check it out. Whether you are shopping or you are selling, and you're a company, check it out. ShopToTheRight.com. Tell them Randy sent you. If you're not aware, in pretty much in every state, the there's there's a county prosecutor, and they goes by different names. Okay, they're, they sometimes they're called prosecutors, sometimes they're called district attorneys, sometimes they're called states attorneys. But the, despite the name, they are an elected official. And they are put into office by votes, and they are a, a, an integral part of the criminal justice system. The way it works, or the way it's supposed to work, is law enforcement officers enforce the laws. They make the arrests. They 
either conducted an investigation or they are observant of a crime that takes place, whether it's a misdemeanor or a felony. Misdemeanor crimes are generally heard in municipal courts, okay? Less of a penalty, less of an offense. For instance, misdemeanor crime might be shoplifting under a certain amount, say $200. Um, misdemeanor crime might be a, um, uh, an assault and battery. Uh, misdemeanor crime would be your traffic offenses. And those, those are lower level crimes. Then you get into a gross misdemeanor or a felony crime, and those have much higher penalties. Felony crime could be anything from um, robbery, robbery with a deadly weapon, burglary, um, grand larceny, uh, uh, murder. Those are all felony crimes. Those crimes are prosecuted by these elected officials, the prosecutors or district attorneys. Well, what happens if the elected official who has been put into office to be an integral part of the criminal justice system, to prosecute criminals, to put these criminals away in, in either incarcerate them, give them fines, but hold them accountable for those, for those crimes. What happens if they are part of the anti-law enforcement and anti-criminal justice system? Because this is what's happening. For instance, uh, Larry Krasner, Larry Krasner is the district attorney of Philadelphia, vehemently anti-law enforcement, has made most of his money suing the police and being a defense attorney. Nothing, there's nothing wrong with being a defense attorney, of course. Everyone deserves to be uh, represented. Um, but this individual has made his living on an anti-law enforcement platform. Well, somehow... The people of Philadelphia, because of a ton of money pumped into his campaign from Soros and other activist sources and shadowy organizations, he got elected. First thing he did was he tried to fire um, pretty much every prosecutor that didn't go along with his way of thinking. Um, the actual prosecution of criminality in Philadelphia has diminished to the point where it's, it's, it's almost a joke. But while he is refusing to prosecute people uh, for, for serious crimes, he couldn't wait to prosecute a police officer who was filmed simply doing his duty and clearing the intersection of illegal protesters who had done a sit, who had, who had decided that they were going to plop themselves into the travel lanes of the freeway in Philadelphia illegally. The officer, this one particular officer, was part of a, a, a group of officers who were tasked with cleaning out the intersection. And they were given the tools to do it. One of the tools was pepper spray. So they tell people to get up, to move, et cetera, and so forth. When they don't, in order to not go hands-on where you can actually wind up physically injuring someone, they deployed pepper spray. And this, this district attorney, when he saw a video of it, decided he was going to arrest the officer. 
And the Philadelphia Police Department, who is being run by Danielle Outlaw, clearly one of the one of the most ineffective, incompetent police leaders in the country. What do they do? They immediately just caved to the political pressure of of the district attorney and of the the media who you know kept on putting up the 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 um, video of the officer pepper spraying people and they fired him and then Krasner prosecuted him so they Krasner prosecutes him for several different offenses well this last week this this happened months ago the officer finally faced a court this week this last week and the judge the judge looked at it looked at the case and immediately dismissed everything was highly critical of why this officer was prosecuted he even said it he says how do you how do you tell officers we want you to do this and then prosecute them for doing what you just ordered them to do and of course that's the truth well luckily the judge had the guts to stand up and say this is ridiculous and the judge dismissed the charges well what does Krasner do first of all his assistant district attorney comes out publicly and just just goes ape because of this defeat and then they vow they vow that they are going to file charges again see they even though the trier of fact the judge has ruled that they don't have the authority. They are bound and determined to try and destroy policing. They're bound and determined to try and destroy the the morale of the police by persecution by prosecution. That's what I call it. Now, what's going to happen with this officer? I don't know. They're vowing to refile and and knowing that knowing that that the the lack of integrity in the district attorney's office they'll do what's called judge shopping and they'll find a judge that will go along with their political um, uh, environment that they are creating and the fact that a police officer can't even can't even hope for justice within their own criminal justice system is so demoralizing so demeaning and this furthers the um, the methodology that is being put in place by anti-law enforcement politicians activists city managers and it is it is further reducing the effectiveness of law enforcement so you so you have all these attacks all these physical attacks all of these political attacks you have defunding this this what it got to be one of the dumbest the dumbest philosophies i've ever heard of it flies in the face of any sense of common sense that you would want to defund the police the only people who are actually putting their lives on the line and then you have you have 
these um, politicians. Let's go to California for a minute. There was just a murder of a police officer, a beloved police officer in Stockton, California. His name was Jimmy N. And this suspect was was strangling his own child strangling his eight-year-old son trying to kill him when police officer Jimmy Lynn from Stockton got to the scene and was immediately shot and killed by this suspect the suspect I don't even I'm not even going to use his name because I don't even want to I don't even want to give him any notoriety but this guy was was on parole and never should have been out on the street but because of Gavin Newsom's ridiculous absolutely insane criminal quote I'm going to put this in quotes because this is the this is the phrase you hear criminal justice reform well what that truly means is no accountability for committing crimes and this individual Lowe had been convicted in Los Angeles County and uh, he was convicted of grand theft auto with use of a firearm and was sentenced to five years in prison in 2018 he was also charged with possession of an assault weapon carrying a loaded firearm in a car conspiring to commit a crime, child endangerment. And he was he was sentenced to five years. But because of the quote criminal justice reform, he was released less than two years later. So this five year sentence for this litany of crimes was less than two years, he gets out, even though he's a violent, violent offender, continues to reoffend and reoffend and reoffend. He then is placed back out on the street, attempts to kill an eight year old, and then murders a police officer who whose life was much and I'm gonna say this right now, when it comes down to the value of a life. The life of Jimmy in is a whole lot more valuable than that of a violent offender. Someone willing to kill, someone willing to uh, 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 strangle an eight-year-old. And if you don't think that, that, that a police officer's life is more valuable than a career criminal, then I think you have a problem. That's, that's my opinion. So you have, once again, the war on cops is much more than the physical assaults. It is the assaults by the media. It is the assaults by the, the, the elected officials. It is the diminishment of benefits the given to cops. It is the diminishment of rights uh, of, of the, I mean, just, just two weeks ago, two weeks ago, a police officer in a suburban New Jersey police department was fired, fired, because the city administrator and the city council people didn't like 
the fact that in a Facebook post, this officer told the truth about Black Lives Matter and their threats against this this officer and and other officers. And in a post, she opposed them. And because of that, was fired. And because a sergeant on that same police department hit the like button on her post, that officer, that sergeant, was demoted and suspended. That's the insanity that is taking place all over this country. Officers' rights are being trampled upon. Police bill, police bill of rights that, that were long, hard-fought battles to, to give some protections to police. That was just ended in the, in the, the state of Maryland. It, uh, the police bill of rights was just completely upended and revoked by the state government. Something that's been in place for years to at least give some modicum of rights to those who are protecting and serving their communities. So when you think of the war on cops, please understand what I refer to in this discussion. It is much more than than the simple physical dangers. It's every avenue that that has a detrimental effect on law enforcement. Well, we pretty much run out of time, but I hope that you will support the men and women who are serving. I hope that you go to the polls and you do your homework and you realize and you discuss amongst yourselves who it is in your communities, in your positions of authority, who support the police and who don't. And please, become an activist yourself. An activist for the greater good. An activist for the protections of your community and the rights of your law enforcement. Well, this is Randy Sutton. Hope you enjoyed today's show. Find me on Facebook at The Voice of American Law Enforcement. Please support injured and disabled officers. Go to www.thewoundedblue.org, see how you can help. If you haven't seen the documentary film, then go to Amazon.com and look up The Wounded Blue. Service, sacrifice, betrayed. I guarantee you, you'll be shocked at how law enforcement officers around this country are being treated once they're injured and disabled. I want you to mark off on your calendars an amazing event. I talked to you about it before. We had a couple false starts because of the COVID insanity. But the Brothers in Blue Bash is happening. It is happening October 30th here in Las Vegas at the amazing Ahern Hotel. Now, let me tell you a little bit about it. The Brothers of Blue Bash is the largest celebration of law enforcement, unity, and pride in America. This is going to be a memorable night. It's going to have awards for uh, some amazing people. 
It's going to have music. It's going to have food. It's going to have entertainment. It's going to be a, it's going to be a night to remember. And it is all going to benefit the Wounded Blue, the National Assistance and Support Organization for Injured and Disabled Officers. So this is going to be, uh, there's going to be a lot of stuff happening. There's going to be a live auction. There's going to be a silent auction. There's going to be raffles. There's going to be some great guns getting raffled off. And, um, and we're going to have a hell of a lot of fun. At the Ahern Hotel. Now, how do you get your tickets? Let's, the tickets are cheap, ninety-five bucks a person. Uh, you can get a table for, I think it's nine fifty. Uh, go to go to Facebook, the Brothers in Blue Bash, and reserve your tables now. It's already half sold out, so you want to get your tables. You want to be there. Uh, the Ahern Hotel is given a special discount rate. Uh, it's like a hundred bucks a night. This is a phenomenal hotel. And you don't want to miss this. So go to the Brothers in Blue Bash on Facebook or go to the the uh, website at thewoundedblue.org and get your tickets. And I will be there. I look forward to seeing you there. It's for cops. It's for former cops. It's for anybody that supports law enforcement. Be there. Largest celebration of law enforcement unity and pride in America. The Brothers in Blue Bash. See you then, October 30th. This is a message to all my active duty officers who are thinking about retiring. And you're going to love me because I'm going to save you tens of thousands of dollars in the future. Does that sound like a crazy promise? All right. We all know about insurance. Now, when a, when a police officer retires, they usually retire in their you know early 50s and they can't get onto Social Security and, and collect on Medicare until they're in their 60s, right? So what do you do for insurance between, health insurance I'm talking about, between that time? I know what happened to me. When I retired, I got thrown off of my, my plan because I was now a retired cop. And I had to go off on my own or the department allowed me to use their insurance. But I was paying, I'm not kidding you, damn close to $1,000 a month. I still am. $1,000 a month. And I had no choice because that, that was there are no other options out there, right? Well, yes, there is a new option. You are going to love this. It's thinbluelinebenefits.com. This is real deal, no-nonsense health insurance. Really premium plan. And I can tell you right now that if I, and I check this out, if I could have gone on to this insurance plan when I retired, I would have saved myself close to $50,000 over my retirement period since I've been retired. So listen, if you are worried about insurance, and you should be because it's crazy out there, you need to go to thinbluelinebenefits.com. This is, this is really good quality health insurance. They're all over the nation. They really care about their cops. And you do not want to miss this possible opportunity. I can tell you right now. Just this week, uh, an individual who I recommended was able to retire, was able to retire because of getting insurance through thinbluelinebenefits.com. Check it out. You don't want to miss this. Just tell them Randy sent you. I had a conversation the other day with a retired officer named Pete James. and Pete owns a company called officerprivacy.com. I got to tell you, he opened my eyes to something I had no 
idea about, and that is how easy it is to find people on the internet and, and actually use that information to locate them physically, their homes, the, the vehicles that they drive, their, their families. And man, I got to tell you, it's frightening. And the, the way in the current environment where officer safety is so important, Pete's company, officerprivacy.com, is a way to absolutely eradicate that threat from the internet. What his company does is they find all of these websites which give your personal information out there and they remove it for you. And it's it's something that is, I really did not know how prevalent it is. Go to officerprivacy.com and read about it. And I, I think for the peace of mind that it will give you, it's something you really ought to consider. Pete's a great guy. He's really, really passionate about uh, helping uh, law enforcement officers and their families. And it's it's inexpensive. It is really worth it to take a look. Go to officerprivacy.com. And by the way, you don't have to be a law enforcement officer to want to take advantage of this. With all the freaks out there, do you really want to be able to be tracked down by some of these, you know, you know who I'm talking about. So go check it out, officerprivacy.com. End of Watch with Randy Sutton. Each week here on Blue Lives Radio, the voice of American law enforcement, we pay our respects to the men and women of the law enforcement profession who have made the ultimate sacrifice and given their lives in the line of duty. We call it End of Watch. Unfortunately, again, this week I have several names to read. The first is Detention Deputy Mark Edward Anderson of the Olmstead County Sheriff's Office in Minnesota. Detention Deputy Mark Anderson suffered a fatal heart attack after interacting with a belligerent inmate in the Olmstead County Adult Detention Center. Deputy Anderson was working alone managing gym use time for inmates when one of the inmates became extremely upset, prompting Deputy Anderson to call for emergency response from other deputies. Additional deputies responded. They escorted the inmate back to his unit. Deputy Anderson was preparing for a subsequent shift when he collapsed in the locker room. Deputy Anderson has served with the Olmstead County Sheriff's Office for 11 years. He is survived by his wife and daughter, as well as his significant other and her son. De- Detention Deputy Mark Edward Anderson, Olmstead County Sheriff's Office, Minnesota. End of watch, Thursday, April 15, 2021. The second officer to lose his life in the line of duty was Officer Chris Oberheim of the Champaign, Illinois Police Department. A a gunman killed the officer when he responded to a domestic dispute in Champaign, Illinois. He wounded another deputy as well, but fatally shot Officer Oberheim. Officer Oberheim served with the police department in Champaign for 14 years. Officer Chris Oberheim, Champaign, Illinois Police Department, end of watch, May 19th, 2021. May these officers rest in peace. 
Well, thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Blue Lives Radio, the voice of American law enforcement here on the America Out Loud Network. I really do appreciate you tuning in. Now, you can find me at Facebook under the Voice of American Law Enforcement. I really do welcome your comments and your suggestions. And also, I ask you to support the organization that does so much for our injured and disabled officers, thewoundedblue.org. Check them out at thewoundedblue.org. And uh, once again, I will see you again next week where we will once again talk about all things law enforcement here at Blue Lives Radio, the voice of American law enforcement. It's Randy Sutton signing off.